All right. Well, good morning again, everybody. Uh-oh. Did I get muted? <laughs> Bobby's like, hey, he's muted. All right. Am I on? Are you sure? Are you sure? I think I think we're live. Oh, am I coming through now? All right. How is everybody doing today? Good. I, oh, boy, that's hot. The, it's the mic, not not me. Thanks. All right. Um, so it's Mother's Day today, and uh, if if you guys uh, tuned in or watched during the first service. Uh, Two of our other elders, uh, Mr. Dan and Mr. Kurt, Elder Dan and Elder Kurt, um, they had uh, a little something to say about their wives on Mother's Day. So myself and Elder Chuck are going to do the same thing. Um, happy Mother's Day, honey. She loves being the center of attention. That's why we work so well together. I'm the shy one. She's outgoing. Right? So, <laughs> right, uh-huh. Um, so, we have been married for, oh, coming up, coming up on seven years. It'll be seven years on the 26th. Oh, I should have taken better notes. Well, well my, problem, my problem with that is we got married on Memorial Day. So, for the first five years, everybody was like, when's your anniversary? Memorial Day. They're like, no, what day? Well, that's always a Monday, right? That's always a Monday. No, no, it's the 26th. Thanks, courtesy laugh. Eh, thanks. But anyway, um, so we've been married coming up on seven years, and it, without a doubt, has been the best seven years of my life. Um, I'm not that old, but... I do have children that are almost out of high school. My daughter is 17, about to be 17. She'll be 17 this week. My son is 19. I don't look that old, do I? <laughs> Chuck's turn. I didn't lose it. I know where it's at. It's right down the drain. <laughs> but anywho, um, so for seven years now, um, I have seen so much growth in myself. And it's not just because of um, steps that I'm taking and being a, a, a good steward of the time that God's given me, but it's because God put this awesome woman in my life who is by far the most knowledgeable, other than the fact she married me. We all have our little moments. Um, she's very, very smart. She's got such a heart for God. Um, she has come into my life and just it's like everything's brand new. Um, so that's that's kind of the way that we feel when we invite Christ into our hearts, when we are consumed by the Holy Spirit. Um, so one of one of Teresa's favorite verses is uh, 1 John 4, 4. And that'll be coming up on the screen here. It says, little children, you are from God and have overcome them. The them that that's talking about is if you look uh, previously in 1 John, it's talking about how Christians overcome the world and how the world acts versus how Christians act. Um, so you have overcome them for he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. And 
I, I, I got saved when I was about 13 years old, and I knew that verse, and I knew that he who's in me is greater than he who's in the world, but I never really grasped that until I was in my 30s, and that's one of Teresa's life's verses, and you can see that in everything that she does. She stays so grounded by a verse like this and another verse that I'll talk about here in a couple of seconds. Um, but when, uh, now I did mention that we've only been married for coming up on seven years and my kids are 19 and 17. So if you do the math, she's, she's not their biological mother. I was married before um, for about five years and my kids are now living with their mother in New Jersey. So we don't really get to see them a whole lot other than uh, catching up with them online, the occasional phone calls and texts back and forth and stuff like that. So it's really hard to maintain a very, very healthy relationship with them because we don't have that face-to-face -face interaction a whole lot. But with mistakes that I've made in my life, um, it's, it's easy for me to, where I'm at now, um, watch my children make mistakes or watch others make mistakes. And as a good Christian dad, I'm like, oh, I'm so disappointed. Christians in here, do we still make mistakes every single day? We still live in a broken, fallen world, right? In need of a savior. We're all in need of a savior every single day. And we thank God that we don't have to do that every single day. Once we invite him into our hearts and we confess with our mouths that he's Lord and God raised him from the dead, we're saved, right? But we still mess up. And there, I, I can't tell you how many times I look at my kids with such disappointment when they do the same stuff that I do every single day. Um, but I, she doesn't throw it in my face, my past. I know what I've done in my past, but she lives with such a consistent love for me and everything that came in this jacked up package, including my kids, but her consistent love um, shows them that he who is in her, and both of my kids are saved, but he who is in them is greater than he who's in the world. We're going to struggle. We're all going to make mistakes. But that consistency, that, that root, that devotion that she has for God is really inspiring to me. Um, her other verses that are like her, her twin life verses are Psalm 18, one and two. That's a great big preamble before verse one really starts. So I'm just going to flip there. Yes. Where does it start? Oh, right at the end. I love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my rock, in whom I take refuge my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. So she, Teresa, um, my beautiful wifey, has not always had the easiest road, has not always had the easiest life. There's, there's struggles that we all go through. And this is such a, a, a great verse for her to the point where she had it on a note card on her monitor at work for a long time. Anybody else struggle at work? No, no, but that, that's such an amazing witness for not only those around her, but then she comes home and works, and she's got verses all over the place. So that, that tells me that she's got a heart for God, 
And that's one of those things that she really, really showed me when we first got together is her number one in life is always, always going to be God. Her relationship with me is centered around God. Her relationship with my kids is God-centered. And that, that's such, a, such an inspiration for me. And she's really, really um, kind of helped me to stay grounded through those verses and through being that kind of example for myself and my kids. So happy Mother's Day, honey. Love you. Good morning. He's tough to follow. Uh, he had too many numbers. Um, well, happy Mother's Day once again to all the mothers. And uh, you all know my wife, Shelly. She's pastor's secretary here at the church. Uh, and also the go-to person, if, if anybody needs anything, sees Shelly. Okay. Uh, we all have a favorite verse. Uh, hers is her email. <laughs> all right, all right. It's uh, capital P, capital S, 27, underscore 4, at yahoo.com. Ah, from the back, the complaint department. Um, the underscore is because she has it underlined in her Bible. And just for a side note, the at who at yahoo.com is not in the Bible. We'll, we'll get to that. Um, anyway, it's Psalm 27. Uh, verse 4 says, One thing I have asked of the Lord that I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord, to inquire in his temple. Okay, it's her favorite verse because it is her desire to indeed dwell in the house of the Lord all of her days. Also to look at the beauty of the Lord, which is all around her uh, through creation and the people that are around her. And to learn more about the Lord. As a mother, the verse helped her with the children just as God helps her. I have 15 pages. No, just kidding. Um, Shelly is one of the best moms because she is a mom 24-7, just as all of you are moms 24-7. Mothers only, guys. Come on, you'll get your chance. Um, she is a, a counselor to them, just as God is her counselor. Also, God is our God, her God, 
she is a comforter for them with when things don't go right as little children if they fell down the steps and got hurt she would comfort them tell them you know this this is going to be okay um and just as god comforts her in her time of need she's a listener she listens to them when they complain when they praise, when they have something good to say, when they have something bad to say. She listens. And once again, just as God listens to her, you know, when she has the good, bad, and ugly to, to talk to him about. She's a protector. She'll protect the children, defend them. When they were little, she was always like a mother hen, just keeping track of the kids and where they are and making sure they don't get hurt, run out in the traffic and so forth and so on. Just as God is her protector. She is her teacher in parenting. And without God's instructions, our kids wouldn't have grown up to be the parents they are. God is her teacher as well. She's always there for them, just as God is always there for her and us. He never leaves. He's always there. She's loving no matter what, no matter what the circumstances. If they do something wrong, they broke something, and you all experience that, you know, whoops, who did that? The dog, you know. It's always, she's always loving. And God is also loving. She's a, she is our cheerleader. She's always telling them, you can do it. Just as God is our cheerleader. She reflects God to them spiritually. They can look at their mother and see God's reflection. She's forgiving, just as God also forgives. She is understanding. God is also understanding. He's also correcting. He has a big heart. She has a big heart. She would do anything for them. And God... He gave his only son up for us. That's a pretty big heart. She's a prayer warrior. She takes everything, all their needs to God in prayer. And Jesus is her prayer warrior as he intercedes for her to God. She is their Google. Just as God is her Google, uh, she contacts God when she doesn't know and, and to get the info. Um, she is her cup of coffee, so they'll stay awake on their way home from work or maybe just out late. You know, you get the phone call 1130, 12.30, 1.30 in the morning. And they just talk to her. 
Now, Shelly, she gets a little coffee and a whole lot of Jesus. Okay, that, well, that's what the sign says out there in the lobby. And last, well, but not least, and this isn't all, the list goes on and on for you moms as well. She is a taxi. Now, wait for it, but Jesus someday will be her taxi as well as ours. And that is what I have to say about my lovely wife. And we've been married for 105 years. I think it's closer to 35, but, I, you know, who's counting? Four children, a bunch of grandchildren, one great-grandchild. But she's had a hard life, too. She deserves a medal, a big one, a big one. That happy Mother's Day to you all. All right. That was awesome, wasn't it? So uh, I, I kind of uh, missed my cue at the beginning there, um, right after Dan was praying. I, I don't know, I was talking or something out there. But the, the idea for today was... Uh, yes, it's Mother's Day, um, and we want to celebrate all mothers. But we wanted to take a, when I say we, the, the, the elders and I, we got together, and we wanted to take a, a moment and uh, celebrate our wives as mothers, being that they are, wow. Man, I know you want the attention and all, but, oh, it's the muffin grease, yes. And there will be to-go uh, muffins uh, when you guys leave here, so make sure you get some. Um, but we wanted to celebrate our, our, our wives because uh, um, not only are they, do they have the, the, the special honor of being our wives, um, i just let that sit in for a minute, uh, but no, the, we as elders have been called to uh, um, shepherd the church. Now, and I, and this is not about the elders, this is about the wives, but what I wanted to stress with uh, about our wives is because we have been called to elder this church, uh, our, our calling does not only uh, cover us, it covers our, our wives as well. Because our wives are there um, when we are, are on our highs because of the awesome things that are going on in the church, but they're also there in our lows when we're dealing with the nasty things that go on with inside of a church. So I, I did want to take this day on Mother's Day to celebrate our wives for standing beside us as we are, um, you know, we're doing this thing called ministry and understanding that they have a great calling. And we want to thank them for uh, this, accepting this great calling. One of the things that we would have uh, talked about in, in the past with, with the elders is before they become an elder is like, what does your wife think? That's one of that's one of the uh, the um, the questions in which we ask because we this is not just me or or, or Chuck or, or Jake or Dan or Kurt it's not just us it's it's we're a, a unit uh, we talk all the time as the Bible says that, that uh, marriage is where um, two, two two individuals become one flesh. And that's everything in which we do. So with that, that's why we wanted to, that's why we had the guys up here. And understand this, um, it's not, this is not easy to stand in front of people, especially a, a motley crew like this. Um, 
So for those guys to get up here and share share those feelings, even in the first, even Dan and, and and Kurt who have been up here numerous times before uh, preaching God's word, you can still see there was a little bit of nervousness in them, uh, which is okay. But when, and the reason I say that is it, it, I don't want anybody to sit there and think, oh, you know, anybody can get up here and do it. No, it, it takes some some time and some some effort to come up here and to share what it is that. that um, or how you feel about the, 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 the one that, that God has placed in, in your life for the, um, for the calling of ministry. So wives of elders, mothers, thank you. Other mothers, th- this is one thing I don't want to uh, w- want any of you to think like you have any lesser calling. This is not it at all. Uh, every mother that is sitting in here has a calling on your life. God has called you to be a mother to the children that he has given you. And that is a high calling. We're all called to different, uh, not levels, but different uh, callings. Um, I, I would not want any other mother to mother my children other than my wife. Because no one else can handle my kids. And I'm sure every mother's in here is like, yeah, your kids would be no problem. You don't know my kids. Exactly, Right. Every mother has been called to mother their children. And the, the idea of mothering uh, your children as each one, all four of the guys that have been up here before, so far, two in the first service and the two right there, all, all of them, uh, they, uh, they express how their wives mother their children well. And all of them, and this wasn't planned, but I, it's just a duh moment, all of them talk about the, the firm foundation of God's word in their wives' lives so that they can mother well. And I think that that's the transcending, um, uh, the transcending lesson, I guess you could say, is that if we want to mother well, not we, mothers, if you want to mother well, now when I say mother well, I'm not saying mother, uh, and I'm careful on how, I'm use, how I say this, um, I'm not saying mother like the world says that mothering is good and using the world as a standard because a, mother, a mothering world standard is, I just give your kids whatever they want. Just make their life happy and peaceful. Well, that is, is setting your kids up for failure. What you, what, what, what you need to do is uh, have an understanding that uh, mothering, the standard for mothering comes from God's word. And when you look to God's Word, you can see everything in which you need to know about being a godly mother. Now, I say that some of you guys are just like, wow, okay, there's nothing for me here today. It's all about mothers. No. Fathers, husbands, you have an important role in all of this. The the, uh, uh, apostle, I think it's Peter, says that we are not as husbands to provoke our our, our wives or we're not to to live with our wives in a manner that makes it a quarrelsome household because it'll inhibit our prayers. It'll inhibit things in which we want uh, uh, God to bless. So why do I say that? Well, guys, you got to do your part. Moms, you got to do your part, but both of your parts are, are, are rooted and grounded in God's Word. Have to be rooted and grounded in God's Word. That was why I asked the guys. The, the question was, uh, what is your, your wife's favorite verse? Why is it her favorite verse or verses? And then how have you seen that verse impact your wife as a mother? 
Now, when I, when I gave that, that, that criteria, I, I myself did this um, about my wife, and it is my um, objective, my heart's desire and goal today to make my wife cry. I'm just playing. I don't think it'll take much. We've had a stressful week. We've had, we've had a stressful week. Um, and, uh, but uh, throughout the, 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 the week, what, we, um, what, I'm, what I'm confident on is that uh, God's Word has been the foundation in, in all the decisions and things that we should had to happen uh, this week. So I want everybody to turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Yes, I, I am going to preach today. I've got 26 minutes. So I, we still have some time here. I didn't get to I didn't get to preach the, the the first service because Dan and Jake went before me. I'm sorry, Kurt, not Jake. Dan and Kurt went before me, and you know both of those guys are a little bit long winded. Not that it's a bad thing. If you're watching online, I love you guys. But uh, no, I just want to I just want to share my wife's favorite passage. It's not one verse, it's a, it's a, a compilation of verses. And um, as you are, are turning there, some of you might have it, like me, highlighted in your, in your text there. But uh, what we can't do is just jump to a, a passage of Scripture like this and not understand what's going on. Uh, um, because what we have a tendency to do is kind of just like input false ideas and false uh, let's use a big word, ideologies into what Scripture really says, uh, and that means ideas and the way in which we, we deal with those ideas, we live with those ideas. Uh, so what we, we can't do is just look at 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and say, oh, it's the love chapter. Yep, you know, yes, it is the love chapter, but it's placed in God's Word in, in such a unique way that it is, uh, to, to me, it's really eye-opening, um, but... I think that as, and I know why my wife uh, loves this passage, because of not only the wording, but because of the, the, the placement in there. So to give you a little bit of, of reference, you, you guys have um, heard over the past few weeks, we've been talking about uh, the church at Corinth. The church at Corinth was a church that had a, a few issues going on in it. Uh, uh, where the elders of the church needed to deal with things that were happening. And because the elders of the church needed to deal with things that are happening, their wives were uh, involved in things that were happening as well. Uh, they were doing crazy things, uh, um, like they, they were getting drunk when they were taking uh, the Lord's Supper. Um, they, they were, they were um, you know, they were, when they were come together, not only were they just having, you know, a good old time uh, with the, 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 the drink, but they were getting uh, what, let's just say fat and happy, where, where at one point Paul says, y'all have houses to eat at, eat at the house, eat at home before you come here. It's not our, our job to feed you physically, although we have plenty of muffins to feed everybody today. That's just a special thing. But it's not the church's job to do that. It's the church's job to feed you spiritually. They were doing crazy things that, 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 that were just mind-blowing, uh, where they were trying to get, well, you have to follow this set of rules, and you can't do this. But their rules just didn't make sense. Anyways, they didn't know how the, the order of the church was supposed to be. It was all, it was all chaos. And, and Paul here, he gets to a, a point in his letter, because this is a letter, that he's like, okay, I'm, I need to. I just talked about all these things in which you need to do correctly, that you have done wrong up to this point. But you have to do it in a way that is communicated well. 
And I think that this is why it's so fitting for, for Mother's Day, and I know this is why it's so fitting for my wife, um, it, it is the fact that we can do the right things, but we can do the right things in a wrong way. I mean, you guys understand what I'm saying? You can be right, and I talk, this is one of my, my, my big points when I counsel people too, is like you can be right and wrong at the same time. Wait a second, that doesn't make sense. That can't be both A and B. Yeah, what I'm saying is you can be right about something, but you deliver it in a wrong way, and you can't understand why there, there's controversy or conflict. I always ask the question, does it do you well, and this isn't a, a, a Jonah thing, but does it do you well to be right and lonely or to listen to the other party? Normally this is the husband listening to, to, to the wife. And it's because Google and all everything says that, right? Right? No, but, but understand that, that there is a way in which we are to deliver the truth. When the Apostle Paul is coming in on, on this church and he is uh, um, talking about all of these things that need to happen, I look at this also as like the Apostle Paul is, is mothering the, the, this church. And I don't say that in a bad way. I think that that is a good way. I don't think this is a helicopter type mother. I think this is a mother in like, there's a direction in which you need to do. These are things in which you do. Honey, don't do that. Uh, honey, please, sweetie, don't, 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 don't touch that. All right, all right, sugar, you need to do it this way. There's a way in which you can talk. And Paul is doing this here. There's a way in which you can talk to communicate the truth in a way that is much more impactful than just saying, sit down and shut up and listen to me. Would we all agree? My wife's back there going, mm-hmm. Preach it, preacher. I'm going to replay this for, the, for my husband later. Right? The Apostle Paul here, he, he is uh, explaining things. And um, you know what? I, I know that you, you're in verse 4. I'm going to start back in verse 1. Just don't worry about it. We'll catch up. I know. Throw your hands up in the air like we just don't care. Hip-hop. Let's go. Uh, it says, if I speak in tongues, this is uh, the Apostle Paul speaking here. He says, if I speak in, in the tongues of men and, and, and of angels, but have not love, I'm a noisy gong or, or a clanging cymbal. If I have a prophetic powers, or if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all I have, and if I deliver my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. So, so he, he's, he's making a, a clear statement here. He's saying, okay, I can give you all of the stuff to do, but if I don't give you love and I don't do it in a right way, all I am is a noisy, clanging cymbal. You, you picturing a noisy, clanging cymbal? My kids are picturing bagpipes. Why do I say that? What happens every Sunday morning? Bagpipes on Sunday morning. Every Sunday morning. I got one of those little Bluetooth speakers. Put it on. Oh, I love bagpipes. I even got into some amazing grace on the bagpipes this morning. I blare it. And then I went, like today, I went and I set it right outside of the one that takes the longest moose. Set it on the banister right outside of her room with the speaker pointing into her room. You know what? That's a clanging cymbal. It's a, it's a sound in which they don't want to hear. Well, we can be a sound in which others don't want to hear. 
Mothers, you can be a sound to your children that they don't want to hear, even if you're right. You you all know what, what, what my saying is, right? Can I say it, Mama? I don't want to be right. I just want things to be right. But I have a tendency of doing it the wrong way. <laughs> That's for certain. I know. I admit it. I admit it as well. But no, this is understanding. He's like, when Paul is talking here, he's like, there's a right way to do things. But there's a wrong way to go about it. Now, this is not where you elbow your spouse here. And the husband's are like, yeah, preacher's talking to you, woman. You need to listen. No, because, you know, I'm rubber, your glue, whatever you say bounces off me and sticks to you. Women are always, yes, I almost said it out loud. Yes, but understand, this is for all of us. I just think that, that my wife uh, on this day has brought, brought this, or has inspired me in such a way to come to this passage, because it is her favorite, and it, it just it reminds us that, you know, you can be right but you can go about it the wrong way. Let's, talk, let's look at what Paul says, the right way of going about things that you are right about. And I know my wife is right a lot. Not as much as me, but a lot. I mean, other than what Jake said, you know, I know my wife made the right decision, you know, to not just settled. You said it, not me. Re- rewind the tape. Yeah, we gotta we gotta watch ourselves. They're they're recording this one. This one's this one's on. No, but understand that, 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 that when uh, that when we approach anything, I think that the like the apostle Paul Paul says in, in Ephesians, I can't remember three, four, somewhere around in there, um, to to speak the truth in love. Those are words that we cannot overlook, and I think that this is. Vitally important in, 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 in all we do, but it's really important. It's paramount in mothering. So let's look at what the Apostle Paul says, how we are to address this. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It, is not, it does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. Now, when you look at that that, that text and you you just start going down through this, you get a a very clear understanding of what the Apostle Paul uh, is talking about when he's talking about love. Love is not something that, that you, uh, uh, ha- you learned from a, a, a TV commercial where you have the guy saying, I love you, man. Who remembers that one? Only a couple, Some of you are like, well, I, 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 I never watched beer commercials. Yes, you did. You watched the Super Bowl. But that, love is not that type of love. Love is not, oh, man, I love this, this pizza. This pizza is so awesome. Or I love this, and you fill in the blank. That's not the love in which the Apostle Paul is talking about here. The type of love, the love in which the Apostle Paul is talking about here is that agape love, that Christian 
love. That one that, that, you, that there is a, 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 an earnest desire and a want to, uh, to be with the, the, the other uh, person uh, in a way that it's not sexual, this is it, but it's intimate. It's understanding that, that, that this love in, in which you have, yes, this is a love, and this is where everybody goes for their wedding, and it's not a bad thing, the love chapter and everything, but it, this is a love that as, as mothers, you can look at this and, and you can understand better how to say the, the, to, to the right things the right way instead of saying the right things the wrong way. And, and I, I believe that not only is this, uh, I know it's, it's Shannon's favorite verse, and I know that why it is. Uh, she would tell you that the reason this is her favorite verse is this is a, a verse that um, we used to read to, to each other a lot um, going through some crazy times uh, that, that we're having uh, with each other. Um, but we had to remember what love is and how we were to focus. But as, I, I, as we look at the verse also, and answering the questions that I pose to the other elders as well, I, I can look at this verse and I can see how this has shaped my wife as a mother. Now, does she get it right all the time? I got a thumbs down and I got a blank stare. Oh, you got a sideways thumb over here. No, she doesn't get it right all the time. But does she have a foundation in which she knows if she gets it right or not? Absolutely. And I've seen through the years, and not just because she's getting old, but I've been seeing, or I mean older, er, I forgot the er, but not only because she's getting older and much more beautiful. She's like a fine wine. The older she gets, the better. You know, it's just awesome. Oh, I wasn't even meaning it that way there, child, but we can talk about that. I love my wife. I love my wife now at, what, 20-plus years uh, than I did back then. She's so much more mature. <laughs> Let that sink in for a second. But understanding <laughs> that I have seen my wife be molded, and I think of... of um, now I just had a bad, I was going to, no, 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 here, here's the deal. You guys got to get your minds out the gutters because I was thinking of, of uh, the potter's wheel and, and uh, uh, Jeremiah molding the clay and where we are molded into the image. And then uh, uh, as you guys were being dirty, ghost, the scene from ghost popped in. I'm not the only one, right? So no, I... Jeremiah, potter's wheel, where, where God is displaying that he is going to mold us into the, the, the people which he wants us to be. Uh, it, it's good. It, it's way over their heads. They don't even, I mean, it's they, even the, the youngins are like, I have no idea, right? We're just trying to, I mean, some of us are just trying to stay awake and just uh, like, right, let's focus. But, but understanding we're seeing what, what, what uh, or I'm seeing what God is doing and molding my wife into a mother that is just awesome. Uh, seeing how he has taken her and she is, believe it or not, children, she is more patient. You're alive at 19, right? She is more patient she is definitely more kind. If it were not for the one who is in her, talking about Teresa's verse, right? Greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. If it were not for 
her being a daughter of the king, the, the, the patience and the kindness would not be there. I mean, everybody sees my wife as this loving, outgoing. She is an awesome person. But you have to understand who she's married to. And because of that, you know that there's another side to that. Y'all don't get to see that side. But through the years, as I'm watching my wife be molded by the creator and be, be molded into the, the, the woman, but not only the woman, the mother in which she is, is called to be, the godly mother. I, I look at this text, and I just kind of go, go through here, and it's kind of like a, a, a checklist where I'm thinking. Some days it's like this. Uh, love is patient. <laughs> not today. Love is kind. Oh, no. Love does not envy or boast. Eh, okay, it's not arrogant or rude. Well, she did say I'm a donkey. Um, it does not insist on its own way. <laughs> she don't insist on her own way. She just don't know which way she wants to go. Um, true. It's true. Don't wow me. I'll wow you back. Is not irritable or resentful. My wife, that's a one I love. She's never, she doesn't hold a grudge against anything. Love you. <laughs> My dad raised his hand, except for me. <laughs> no, but I, I, I think that even, like, my, like I said, my wife is not perfect to all of that. But I know because there are things like this for my type A people in here, there, there are lists that we have in Scripture where we can go to and we can ask, ask ourselves, okay, I am supposed to communicate with love. I love you. Ogre, is that a communicating with love? Sure. I, oh, no. Let me Google it first, right? <laughs> no, but it's understanding, like, when I am not, or how about this, moms? Maybe it won't happen today, but maybe it will. You get frustrated. You, you tell your child to do something or not to do something, but they don't listen to you. You tell them the right thing. I told you to. And you, whatever. You know, you have that where it's like the baby on, on Incredibles. It turns into fire. So I've seen some of you ladies. Y'all can get like that. Oh, not me. Yes, you. But maybe you're having a moment like that. And you're like, okay, what am I, what am I supposed to do? Life is rough. I get it. You don't know what's going on. I'm not saying I know what everything's going on. I'm not saying anything. All I'm saying is if we are going to communicate the right thing as mothers, dads, you're, you're in this too. Men, everybody in this room, you're in this. Even though the, the unwedded in this room, you're in this too as individuals. You communicate the, 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 the right thing the right way, not the right thing the wrong way. And if you're like, ugh, what? Ask this. How about this? You know, I know what it says. I can't do that. There's no way I can do that. Well, think about those two passages that, that came before. Well, there's more too, but the passage from, from Jake that he was talking with Teresa, and then the passage from uh, Chuck uh, for Shelley. Just think of that. Think about, like, I can't do this. You're right. You can't do this. But the Bible says that greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. So what does that mean? That means that the situation in which you're in, God is greater than that situation. Yes, but it's so that I get it. 
It doesn't mean the situation is real, or I'm sorry, is not real. It is very real. But he can help you through it. God doesn't say that we're not going to face the storms. He promises us, promises us to be with us through the storms. And I love that the passage of Shelley's favorite verse. This, I just long to dwell. This is my heart's desire to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So, so put those two together. Like I know that I, I know I need to do this. So I'm trying to be loving and patient, or by being patient and kind and all this stuff. I just can't do it on my own, and I need help. The help comes from the Holy Spirit who lives inside you. If, if, if you're a believer in Christ, yes, you have the Holy Spirit who lives inside of you. And, and, and also, as you have the Holy Spirit who lives inside of you, you have a longing, a, a, a perspective that this situation may not be the greatest, but it's not always going to be this way. And I'm, I, I'm, I'm looking towards what awaits me. And as, as we put all of this together, the pieces of the puzzle together, the, okay, the, the Spirit of God working inside me and my longing, my perspective is, is, is correct. And then we are able to say, all right, love is patient. All right. I, I, I can do this. Through the power of the Spirit inside me, I can do this. I don't have to wonder, oh, am I going to be able No, 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 no. I can do this. Like, like, like Sir Chuckle said, you can do it. Right? You're able to do this. You're able to be loving in a way that is patient and kind. Moms, if you don't hear anything else, hear that. Just in this, guys, this is not ammunition for you. If nothing else, men, you need to be better models of this type of love so that your wives can display this type of love as well. If I want my wife, if she's having a bad day, I have learned over 20 years that if, I'm, if my wife is having a bad day, and I don't always get this right, but it does me no good just to pile upon you know, more crap into her bad day. And, not, you know, and it doesn't do any of us any good because then it just explodes, right, dear? It just goes, rah! So it's not me saying, you know... I always call her mama, and the house is mama. I said, mama, you know, hey, we've got a, a little plaque that somebody gave us. I said, mm, love is patient and kind. You ain't being very patient. Very... It does me no good to do that. But what I, I can do, brothers, or maybe sisters, maybe it, it, it's you, your, your friend is confiding in you, and, you, and they don't know how to act, or maybe they're acting. What you can do is you can display this. It, 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 it's, it's better, and, and, and how, about, how about this? You know, what do they say, that, that, that a picture's worth a thousand uh, words? I, I like it also that things are, are, are better caught than they are taught. They, they, they need to, we need to understand that this is a message for all of us. It is just because, it's, oh, I guess to say, I can say it's only that on this day, Mother's Day, that it is brought to light even more because this is my wife's favorite passage. But this is a message for all of us that, yeah, we want to do the right thing. We want to be right with God. But being right with God and going about it the wrong way in, the li in our lives and in those around us does no one any benefit. Paul here is saying, I'm just a noisy gong, a clanging cymbal. I'm the bagpipes in the morning that you don't like. But if I do it rightly, 
God gets the glory. He goes on to say later on down there in verse 13, he says, So now faith, hope, and love abide, these three, but the greatest of these is love. All four of the guys that came up here before me without even uh, coordinating it all talked about the love of it that their wives had or have as mothers, as wives, as daughters of the king. My wife's the same. It's because of God's love that she's able to uh, be the woman in which she is that I thank God every day for. And I, I pray that my kids do, and I'm sure they do, even though when they're being, they're talking back, even though they don't want to listen to what mama says, they thank God for mama being the mama in which she is. So as we go from here today, just, just think about this, this, this love. Maybe, maybe this needs to be your devotion time for the week. Every day you read through 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 through 8, the beginning of 8 there, and just... Okay, how am I doing with this? How am I loving? Because Jesus says that we are to love one another. How am I doing with that? And let that be the, 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 the compass for the week and then for the month and then for the year. But let this be the compass in your life. Let's pray. Our Father God in heaven, Lord, we thank you for this day, for who you are and for what you have done. But God, we thank you for the day in which we can celebrate moms. And not only moms, but we can celebrate your truth. So God, we, we ask that, that we can speak the truth in love. We, my prayer is that we, that we know the truth. Maybe that's where we need to start. Some, some need to know the truth so they can speak the truth. God, if there's anyone who doesn't have that relationship with you, I pray that they, they, they surrender their life to you. And they can truly see that, 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 that uh, you love them and care for them and you have prepared a place for them. For the rest of us, I, I pray that we can look to your word and we can be molded by what it is that you have said. So God, as we go from here and take muffins, we ask for safe travels and we ask for this great week. And God, we ask that, that we can just live out what love is as you describe it in your word. We pray this all in Jesus' beautiful name and all of God's people who are going to take muffins say, Amen. you all said it. Have a good one.